America's roster release podcast. For those who don't know, the AFL is the Arizona Fall League. It's the greatest thing in the world. I'm Josh Norris. He's Jeff Ponce. I'm the bear. He's the parrot. This is the second take we're doing of this intro because I, who have worked with him for about two years now, did not get his last name correct. So that's where we are in terms of knowing each other as co-hosts. I, I think he, what's my last name, Jeff? New Ross. New, new Ross is correct. It's not the old Ross. It's, it's, new, it's new Ross, same as the old Ross. In any case, I'm the AFL's number one fan. No matter what uh, anybody else will tell you, uh, it's, it's what I wait for all year. Uh, there are 48 non, no, 46 non-AFL weeks, and those are terrible. And there are six brilliant AFL weeks in the yearly calendar, and that's what I look Just- forward to all year. Josh, uh, I, I have a question to test your AFL fandom. Okay. Um, would you get like, so like, let's say that we made like a map of like the locations around the Phoenix area uh, of the AFL teams. And we represented each location or stadium um, with a logo from each of the AFL teams. Would you tattoo that on your back? No. Um no, I've done enough with Not needles. I've I've done enough with needles in my lifetime, and I'll f- explain that further. Uh, what? I've had a liver transplant. I've got oh, yeah. okay. Fair. I've gotten a lot of blood blood drawing. <laughs> so I know the listeners going, "Oh wow, he just admitted to a lot of things right there." No, no, it's just I've been poked and prodded and cut and sliced and intubated and extubated, every other thing you can think of. Um, but we got off track very quickly. Extreme, uh, <laughs> but only two minutes, so it's good. I thought you were gonna say if you if you showed me that map, would I be able to tell you which each of the stadiums are? And I'd go, well, I'm terrible with directions. This is my tenth fall league, I think, which means I will have been to a third of the fall leagues, uh, and I will still have to punch in where is whichever stadium <laughs> every time I go there. There is no sense of direction from me at all. But we are going to talk today, uh, we're recording this on Friday, the day that the rosters were released, so caveat here is they might look a little different by the time this podcast comes out on Monday. Uh, if you know anything about the AFL, it's that the roster gets released and then there is endless tinkering, um, guys getting switched in, switched out, whatever. But we will talk about what they look like today on Friday, September 2nd. Uh, the league starts on October 2nd, runs through the, uh, the mid of November. Um, there's six weeks. There's a fall le- there's a fall stars game, a championship game, a little one, uh, one day play in. There's a special triple header at, uh, Goodyear stadium. That's the home of the Cleveland guardians and Cincinnati reds during spring training. And then there's two games being played at pop, uh, uh, ho-ho camp, which is in Mesa used to be the spring training home of the Cubs. So other than that, you've got uh, your standard six-week schedule with uh, a few, it's a little less night game heavy than usual uh, or a little less day game heavy early in the season than usual. But uh, other than that, it's pretty much the same format as in years past. So without further ado, we are going to start 
with the Glendale Desert Dogs, which feature prospects from the Twins, Red Sox, Mets, White Sox, and yeah, I think that's all. Twins, Mets, Red Sox, White Sox, and uh, Dodgers. There it is. So, Jeff, you've got the roster in your hand. I've talked for a while. Tell me who you uh, you are interested in, in on the Glendale Desert Dogs who play at Camelback Ranch. Oh, yes. Old Camelback Ranch. Bring your uh, bring your biggest SPF hat. 90. Yeah. yeah, and SPF 90, you know. Um, you may even want to wear shooter sleeves and you're there. A little trick to protect your arms, you know. Don't mm-hmm. harbor it all that lotion. Um <clears throat> You know, this team, I think, probably has the arguably the best player in the Arizona Fall League and Colson Montgomery. Certainly excited to see him. Um, uh, I think Bonacy, I'm kind of interested to see as well. Uh, from the Red Sox, you know, switch hitter, started to show a little more power. Still pretty young. Um, you know, still just turned 21 this summer. Entered the season as a 20-year-old. He's an interesting player. Damon Keith has a ton of juice, ton of raw power, gets on base. He's kind of in the mold of players that I typically uh, like quite a bit. Um, Christopher Troye, uh, who's a big right-hander, uh, was reliever with the Red Sox. Going to be one of the harder throwers, really good stuff. Uh, might have some of the best um, like stuff in the fall league this year. So he's an interesting one. Um Jake Polarski is one of the like the five to six hardest throwers uh, based on the results from 2023 regular season in the fall league. So that should be kind of interesting. A player I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about, but, um, you know, hard throwing Dodgers right hander uh, typically can't go wrong there. Uh, Ronan Cop, though, I would say is probably among these arms. Uh, the one that I'm most interested in seeing Uh now that Jake Eater is a uh, White Sox prospect, he just has not been the same guy. So uh, who knows? Uh, maybe he recovers it in the fall league. But uh, Arizona Fall League is a very tough place to sort of try to recover your uh, pitching prospect status. Yeah, it's not a pitching uh, favorable league. Uh, you took a lot of guys there. I will. I was going to say Cop would be high on my list. I want to see Jake Eater again. I saw him. Uh, at the peak of his powers a couple years ago in Pensacola, well, for Pensacola, I was in Chattanooga, and he was pretty pretty good. It was a fun couple of days. That was Jake Eater, Max Meyer, Hunter Green, and Nick Lodolo back uh, in a two game stretch. Um, it wasn't his best. It was actually his worst day of the year, which was just a middle of the road start. But you could see the stuff was there, uh, and I think he was leading the minor leagues in ERA at the time, or was second to Meyer or something like that. He was an interesting guy, really intense character on the mound. Um, we'll see what the White Sox can do with him. Uh, they also, White Sox also got Jordan Leisure this year from the Dodgers and a deal. Another hard thrower who's going to light up the radar gun for you. I'll be excited to see what he does. Uh, Brian Mata from the Red Sox. Uh, he he actually pitched in the pre-pandemic fall league. Like he, I think he was in the 2019, tw- yeah, 2019 Arizona Fall League. Uh, I remember seeing him a couple times. Uh, now that he's back, he's still not that. He's still only 24. So he, I, I think he's still got some value. I'd be interested to see what he looks like. Um, Kevin Parada, 
you know, I've, I've long been on the, okay, if for this to work, he needs to change the way he sets up and addresses the baseball. And it sounds like he's done that throughout the course of the year and has, has seen the results. Nathan Hickey's also an underrated or uh, under the radar uh, offensive minded catcher. I'm with you, Colson Montgomery. You know, I'm, I'm less excited to see him, not so much because he's less talented, but because I've seen him a bunch of times. Um, so I'm, I'm familiar with the work of Mr. Montgomery. Brian Ramos kind of falls into that same boat, but he was injured most of the year. And he, you know, he had moments a couple of years ago where he looked like, you know, the next thing. And then sometimes, then sometimes pitches would get to him kind of alternated hot and cold on and off. Uh, and then Kalai Rosario with the twins is a pretty interesting one. He just won Midwest league MVP. Seems like a, an up arrow prospect in their system. And uh, Jacob Burke as well, kind of a, maybe a little bit of sleeper guy in the White Sox system as well. So all in all, not a bad roster for the Desert Dogs of Glendale, one of the two teams who uh, who has an Arizona Fall League hat in my sizable hat collection. With that in mind, we will move over to the Mesa Solar Sox, the other team whose hat I own. They play at Sloan Park, home of the Cubs in spring training, and this club Features players from the Orioles, the Astros, the A's, the Yankees, and the Cubs. Jeff, your turn again. Who do you like? Oh, I think a good one this time. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I get greedy. I start running through the rosters, and you know, I start uh, I start sucking up all the uh, all the good names. Oh, pause, mm-hmm. on, pause on that comment. Anyway, you're a name um, sucker. Yeah. Oh, geez. Pause. Major pause. All right. Um, Bears have pause. For me, Kevin Alcantara, Zach Dezenzo, Kennedy Corona. And then there's one more, but I don't know if I'm taking all the good names if I mention one more player. I was going to say, if you didn't take Zach Dezenzo, I would be very disappointed in you. That's, okay. your, that's your boy. I'm contractually obligated to say You are that. contractually obligated. Uh, Kevin Alcantara, I don't know if he was in your contract, but you you took him nonetheless. And Kennedy Corona is in your contract. Yes, so those are those are your boys. And uh, tell tell us why you like him. Yeah, I you know I think uh, Dezenzo is a guy that came straight out of the draft, did not go directly to the major leagues, but been pretty good. Um, has hit, you know, has had his ups and downs at Double A, uh, but I think all things considered, um, is exactly where he should be. Season was fine. There's a ton of raw power there. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's some swing and miss for sure, but I think he sort of teeters in that line where it's enough contact that the rest of the the profile works. Um, He's not going to stick at third base long-term, but I think this guy has legitimate 30 plus home run upside uh, in the future. It's it's huge pop, so would it be that's why I like it. Um, you know, steal some bases here and there too. He's kind of little sneaky, but uh, I'm in for I'm in for the raw power. Uh, Kevin Alcantara, six foot six, really good athlete. Uh, I felt like he really started to come into his own uh, as the season, you know, continued to sort of wear on. Uh, and I think he just showed a lot more. Uh, obviously, made his way up to Double A, was in the playoff lineup last night. Um, so I, I like Alcantara. I think he's he's starting to sort of turn a corner and turn all those tools into actual skills. And uh, he could be a pretty good ball player, really exciting player too, 
we could look back in a few years and say that he was actually the best player that participated in this fall league. I think that the ceiling is that high. Though there's some, you know, there's there's always been some some risk there as well. And, you know, I'm sure U.S. someone who covered him with the Yankees knows that as quite as well as anybody. And Kennedy Corona, just a, a good athlete, good center fielder. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's enough impact in the profile, but he kind of does a lot of a little, a, a bunch of, uh, things really well, just kind of the little things well in terms of, you know, his, his pitches he does and doesn't swing at, the types of contact he makes. Uh, like I said, he's a really good center fielder as well. Um, so he's just sort of an interesting player. Maybe he's more of a fourth fourth outfielder long term, but uh, uh, kind of a sneaky name in the Astro system. And we know the sneaky names in the Astro systems t- uh, tend to be better than we anticipate they're going to be long term. Before I get into the guys, I'm excited to see. I'll, I'll ask you: Could Dezenzo have the type of breakout fall league that a guy like Will Wagner had last year? Yeah, I think um, I think he's even better. I think he's a better player than Will Wagner is. Um, Wagner bats a ball wise is better, um, but there's just so much more impact in the profile with Dezenzo. He's more exciting. Yeah, I think especially with the you know. That uh, that AFL air where the ball seems to travel like no other. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Desenzo leads the AFL in home runs. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. I don't know who I'd pick uh, initially for that. Uh, on this club, guys, I'm excited to see uh, pitchers. Uh, Roy Bear Salinas, uh, who came over from the Braves to the A's. He, a couple of years ago, was striking out the world, and the, the biggest concern was kind of keeping his body in check. Um, he'll be interesting to see what he can do this year, at least in terms of lighting up the radar gun and getting some, some results out there. I mean, I guess he could be as nasty as pretty much anyone in this fall league. Uh, Miguel Uyola. As he wants to be. Sorry. As he wants to be. Yes, Miguel Uyola uh, has one of the better fastballs in the league. Guy who kind of popped on the radar last year with Houston. Um, it was part of a very talented low A Fayetteville staff and kind of caught my eye. I think I ranked him in some list last year. Oh, no, he was best tool, best fastball, I think, in the Carolina League. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Uh, going further down the list, I'm, like I said, I'm excited to see Dezenzo. Uh, Triantos with the Cubs, interesting little player, kind of an offensive minded second baseman. It'll be really interesting to see what he can do. Um, and then uh, I agree with you. Kevin Alcantara is going to be really fun. Kind of a, a real big athletic guy who can do a lot of fun things. And I imagine he, he will have some, some viral moments of his own in this fall league. We will move on to team number three, the Peoria Javelinas, the best roster in the fall league. And this is the fall stars. This is actually the fall stars. They're going to take on the Space Jam monsters at Chase Field in one of the three games. And we'll say that, and then they'll go like, you know, they'll they'll they'll. It'll be like Salt River from last year. Exactly. As I was going to say yes, <laughs> like the loaded roster, and just the results were very poor last year. <laughs> um, we'll look at the at this list. I'll start it off, and I'm not going to try to take everybody here. And I'll leave you some guys that I know you are uh, a big fan of, which is a lot of these guys here. Uh, I'm interested in Jagger Haynes with uh, the Padres. He was a name that got a little bit of buzz during spring training, projectable left-handed guy uh, with some upside. 
Uh, let's see here. Who else do I like in this group? Harry Ford is interesting in that, you know, people don't quite know what he what he is just yet. Great eye for the strike zone. Nobody's really sure about the, the impact or whether he's going to stick behind the plate. But there's a, a good foundation there, high floor type of player. Be interested to see what he does. I know the raw power is in there. I saw it in spring training when he hit a ball off the batter's eye at uh, his new home park here. Well, his current home park. It's the Seattle Prospect. Uh, Peoria Stadium in the uh, Padres-Mariners prospect game at the end of spring. Um, I am intrigued a little bit by the Marlins' Jacob Berry. I know he didn't have the greatest year in the history of man, but it'll be interesting to see if he can get back on track in a more hitter-friendly environment. Um, the talent has been there. I'll, I'll take one of your guys, Nathan Martorella, had a really good year for the pot, for the Padres and might be one of those guys that, you know, he's not uh, the twitchy tools monster athlete, just a guy who hits, 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 and then hits some more on the way to the big leagues. Uh, biggest name on this roster is Carson Williams with the Rays. He, uh, really great combination of outstanding shortstop defense and raw power. May not be the best pure hitter in the world, but he's going to do some exciting things on the diamond that will, you know, uh, possibly make him one of the talks of the fall league. Without that in mind, Jeff, Tell me about the guys you like. On Peoria. Yeah, on Peoria. Um, you know, I think the thing, the big picture here, man, uh, this is a fun roster. I mean, this lineup is just loaded. You have an outfield that can really go get it. I think Jacob Marseille is going to be a guy that really breaks out in the fall league. He had a big season kind of under the radar. Does a lot of things really, really well. You know I love Chase DeLauder. Um, I'm really – I'm really excited to uh, see him reunited with his former Orleans Firebirds teammate, Tyler Locklear. Uh, when they announced, when the rosters were announced, and I had sort of a tweet ready to go, um, <laughs> going over the Peoria team and how sort of uh, special it was, I actually got some some text messages from some of the staff there at Orleans when uh, Locklear and Delotta were there. So. Uh, some excitement around that. I'm excited to see Graham Pauly and Nathan Martorella back together. They're both guys that, uh, you know, played together for Katuit on the Cape. Um, Gail Stanovich, uh, lefty that throws really hard. I know you, you, you kind of laughed at the name, but uh, Rutgers, a little bit older, but um, was a standout with Brewster on the Cape in 2021. Uh, Ryan Webb is a lefty that went to Georgia, uh, had Tommy John surgeries. He was really breaking out um during his draft spring and i like him quite a bit um cleveland guardians left-hander patrick wicklander i thought was really interesting austin vernon you know a couple of raise arms here uh they're always obviously uh sending out some arms that are, that are worth a watch jimmy joyce i think is a name that's worth watching and, and considering and you know all the other uh hitters that we didn't mention between the two of us uh, i think you you mentioned carson williams right so we don't have to mention that one right no, I mean, there's some other names here. Ryan Bliss had a great year in the minors. Oh, yeah. Kyle Manzardo. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was interesting at Tampa Bay and then got traded to the Guardians. So he would have been on this club no matter what. He was destined to be a Peoria Javelina. He was destined to be a Javelina. And, Jeff, let me just clarify something here. You are familiar and a fan of the Cape Cod League? Yes, sir. It is, yeah. my, it is my Arizona Fall League. Let in me fact, ask you this. If, if if you paid, if if they wanted to pay for me to get a map of the Cape with all of the team's logos uh, 
affixed in their appropriate spots. I would get that tattoo. If so. Well, let me ask them. Why would you get a second one? Why would it, why would I, what would my first I'm not one? My, it, did, it didn't land. I was going to say, because it sounds like you probably already have one of those. No, I don't. I don't have any tattoos. <laughs> you have a, a henna tattoo of that. You're looking to, to invest yes. and get the real thing. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's the, it's actually like the temporary ones where like you got to use the wet rag. So I just have like a face cloth over here and I keep reapplying it there. You day, can't so. see Jeff, but, and you've got cape on one eyelid and cod on the other. Yeah, exactly. His kiss names are Orleans and Brewster. Uh, I just <laughs> teams, I don't know your allegiances. <laughs> but with that note, uh, we will take a quick advertising break right here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about using Indeed is how it does a lot of that organizational work for me. I can sort through candidates. I can respond to them. I can schedule interviews all through Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses, including Baseball America, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back. And we will start the second half of this podcast by talking about the Salt River Rafters, which play at picturesque Salt River Fields, uh, home to the greatest restaurant in the world, Mongolian Grill, which is where I spend, at my, I think I've mentioned before on these podcasts, my record is two weeks in the Fall League, 14 days, 16 meals of, of grill, because that is just how boring and uh, creature of habit <laughs> I am. But you came here to talk to to hear about prospects and not food. Uh, we will 
the, the, the Salt River Club has prospects from the Rockies, the Braves, the Pirates, the Tigers, and the Diamondbacks. Oh, and my. I will say, say what? Oh, my. And I will say that the, my favorite prospect status aside, I will say that my favorite uh, group here is they've got Wilmer Flores and JC Flowers, whom I am dubbing the Botany Boys, because that's Flowers and Flores. So I'm hoping that name will stick. It won't, but I'm really proud of it. Moving on. Uh, I think the most interesting guys on this club that I'm interested in seeing, Jackson Job has a chance to be the top pitching prospect in this league. Really, uh, really good um, prospect in a, in a pretty strong contingent that Detroit's sending, which also includes Jace Young. It's, it's a lot of J's. Jace Young, Jackson Job, the J and J and J and J boys. Um, they sent trade acquisition, how you lead, chance to be a, an offensive-minded middle infielder, just a Justice Bigby, one of the breakout prospects in the Tigers system this year. Um, in addition to the Tigers guys, they also have the youngest player in the fall league, uh, Alessandro Ercolani, a player, a uh, 19-year-old, I believe he's the only teenager in the fall league, who is from San Marino, a country I had to look up to make sure it was a, a country of its own. It is a landlocked country in Italy. Uh, he pitched most of the year in the Florida State League, and he's bigger guy. Yeah, he's a bigger guy. Uh, low to mid nineties fastball is part of a five pitch mix. I'll be really interested to see how he fares against uniformly older competition. Uh, who else do we got on this roster? Uh, Blake Walston, projectable left hander uh, from the Diamondbacks, will be interesting. Jeff, I don't want to take everybody else. Who do you got on the Salt River Rafters? Yeah, I think this is an interesting staff. Um, first, they have a couple of Braves here who have already been in the big leagues and Dylan Dodd and Darius Vines. Um, you have some pretty close to the big leagues arms like Blake Walston, like you mentioned. Guys that I'm most excited about in this team, though, are Jackson Job, of course. I think you can argue he's the best pitching prospect in the fall league depending upon whether you prefer him or Ricky Tiedemann of this season. Right now, one's trending one way and the other uh, in the oh. other direction. One's, um, one's making his AAA debut tonight. Uh, you said Job? No, Ricky T. Oh, Tiedemann. Okay. I thought Tiedemann was. Um, and then you have uh, a name that I think is really kind of interesting, and that's Tanner Kolop. Um who's a, a, a right-hander, big guy, drafted out of, uh, you know, Wisconsin prep guy um, a couple of years ago. Spent the season in Lakeland. Overcome some injuries. Uh, Josh, did you realize that this guy's changeup has a spin rate of 2,700 RPMs? He actually spins the heck out of his spin rate, out of his changeup, which is really, really I, unusual. I it's really, just really unusual didn't realize that because you told me to look at it earlier. Yeah. Didn't, but I was, of, I, I was outside run a little bit of depth on it too. Um, it's not a screwball, but it's screwball ish. It's screwy. I was know. out acquiring more bird seed as I am wont to do, so I forgot to look at it. But I'm glad you are here. I thought you were going to tell me the other way on the spectrum, like his spin rate was like 500 or something. No, it's <laughs> he, yeah, he like super spins it. It's uh, it's a very interesting pitch. Um, you know, hitting-wise, Ivan Melendez, huge power. Sterling Thompson had a great year. Uh, Jack Brannigan might be one of the more underrated yep. prospects in the game right now. 
Jace Young, I like quite a bit. Just as big B, big year offensively as well. Uh, and then you got a couple other names like Jace Bowen and Benny Montgomery, AJ Vukovic, like whatever. You know, interesting yeah. names, but um, I wouldn't anticipate uh, huge breakouts. Yeah, but the fun thing about it, huge breakouts is you don't often anticipate them. But no, I guess that's what – well, maybe you do. Maybe we do. I don't know. Jeff, last maybe year, I remember – so I got to the fall league, and I tweeted out the um, the pitching matchups that day. I, I picked up my credential at Salt River Field, and upon seeing them, Jeff pinged me and said, you've got to go see that matchup at Camelback, which if you know Arizona geography, that means picking up your credential and driving 45 minutes the other way to go <laughs> see it which doesn't sound like a huge road trip, but it's, it's not, not what I was expecting. Uh, that matchup turned out to be pretty good. Do you remember what it was, Jeff? I want to say it was Emmett Sheehan. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't versus Mason Miller. No, was better it? than that. Better than Mason Miller. Um, Emmett Sheehan and Brian Wu. You got it. Yeah. Yep, that was a fun Those one. Guys that I was all over going into the season, like that. Wu was a guy that I like made sure I saw. Like my trip was around seeing. I saw Sheehan one day and Wu the next. Actually, yeah, he was. He was a. You were fully on the Wu Tang clan. Uh, yeah, and those you are. Might even, you might even say I was uh, the Rizza. I wouldn't say that. No, I don't know about your acting chops or your your beat making chops. Zigzag but... Ziggala. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I will say, too, that it's kind of an interesting dovetail since Sheehan graduated from the world of prospects just last night um, and Brian Wu much earlier in the season. Those are both guys you'll probably see in the playoffs this year. So yeah. like even these guys are going to be in the big leagues next year. You're going to see some, some of these guys, a lot of these guys in the big leagues next year, and you might see some of them on the biggest stage in the big leagues next year. So this is a... Part of the reason I love the fall league is it's such a an, an almost anonymous league, but there are really fun guys who are going to be very famous in the next couple of years, and you get to see them in this kind of intimate environment. Yeah, I mean, you had great weather. You had multiple guys that broke camp on the big league roster. Jordan Walker, yeah, on the on the on the fall league. Jordan Walker, but also Thad Ward. Mm-hmm. Well, Thad Ward kind of had to, but yeah, and he's back yeah. this year. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Um, moving on to the Scottsdale Scorpions, home of your San Francisco Giants in the Fall League. This team has prospects from the Giants, the Phillies, the Angels, the Cardinals, and the Nationals. Uh, your turn, Jeff. Who do you like on this roster? You know, I don't know anything about this player at all, um, but Hayden Wajna? Winja. Winja? It's what is it? Winja. Winja. He's a six foot nine lefty. I actually saw him when I went to Oregon. How was he? Does he throw hard? Not particularly. Oh. But I, I did see him, so I'm not unfamiliar with we him. We can definitely dunk a basketball. Um either way, he's kind of interesting. I don't know. This is an interesting pitching staff. You know who I'm gonna talk about first. I do. Cardinals left-hander Cooper Jerpy was really, really getting going. You know, he was on his way to the top of the top 100, but got injured. 
worked his way back. He's going to be in the fall league. I'm going to throw it out there right now. If there's an award for most outstanding pitcher, it's going to Cooper Jerpy. Um, he's going to be, at the very least, the best Jerpy in the fall league. He's going to be the best Jerpy there is. Uh, DJ Hers, really interesting, acquired um, you know from the Cubs, uh, Nationals guy during the trade deadline. <clears throat> I think in the uh, Heimer Candelario deal. Um, so he's an interesting name. Um, somebody I'd be, I, I would be definitely trying to catch while I'm, you know, if I was out there. Takoa Roby. Uh, I think Takoa Roby, in all honesty, could actually be the guy that wins most outstanding pitcher in the in the fall league. That wouldn't shock me. Huge stuff. He's got a lot of buzz right now. Um, and could have some innings to throw out there as well. Uh, on the hitting side, you know, I'll throw one sleeper out there. Jimmy Crooks, I think, is a better player than the numbers show. Um, he's fairly exciting, and I think uh, somebody I'm excited to see again. I've seen a lot of them in spring training the last couple of years. And uh, I'm going to shut up, and I'll leave the rest of the uh, the hitters in this team for you because there's this is just such a loaded lineup. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty interesting group of guys. Um, I'm interested in seeing what Victor Scott can do, if he can be the slash and dash king of the fall league. You know, you know, 90-grade runner. I think he's one of two guys in the minor leagues this year who – no, no. Yes, one of two guys in the minor leagues this year who stole 90-plus yep. bases, which is pretty darn impressive. He was in the uh, same – he was in the same Cape League team as I, – I don't know, Jeff. Chandler <laughs> Simpson? Simpson. They were on the same team. Oh, wow. So that was just uh, – <laughs> just you know, you yeah. know who replaced him in center field in that Cape team after he went to uh, after he went to the draft? Give me a hint. He was drafted in the first round this year and is known for his base stealing prowess. Mm, Enrique Bradfield. Yes, indeed. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yes. That I team could run. Things. Say what? That team could run, sir. That team ran base like Juan Pierre. To quote Jay-Z. Um, let's move along here for those who did not get that. We got the, the polar opposite, too, of Victor Scott, Sonny DiChiara. So that's a very, very interesting yin and yang sort of player on that club. Yeah. Uh, Peak of male fit fitness right there. Uh, Reggie Crawford's going to be really interesting. He's only going to hit. He probably won't even play the field much. I think he's as much a DH as possible is the way uh, I'm, um, I've been explained, or it's been explained to me. So I'm excited to see what he looks like. I've actually seen him as a pitcher. I actually saw him as a pitcher before the draft. I saw him on the college national team in whatever year that was. So he had like eight innings career uh, between UConn and the college national team. So I, it's like kind of like. Oh, he pitched in the Cape too, sir. The Cape isn't real. You're just making it up. <laughs> And like I've said, until they play wearing capes, I will not recognize it as a real league. Uh, I think you're right about TK Roby. I remember when we were in, I think it was the 2020 draft, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Yes. And I remember reviewing film, trying to cut that up for our draft shows and whatever, and looking at the data that we had, and was like, well, he's certainly a spin monster. Um, he spinned the bejesus out of his, his breaking balls. And I do remember also he was... Um, his demeanor on the mound was uh, confident, let's put it that way. He was out there to 
chew bubble gum and take names, and he was all out of bubble gum. Just the kind of guy to come right at you, and uh, it was really impressive. I think I remember him being against the Zebulon team, and you know, he was ready to fight everyone, which was not a wise choice because that team was full of gigantic monsters. If you see what Jeff is doing right now, and we're glad this is not a video podcast because he is trying to get me off my game, and it's just not going to work. Um, I'm kind of interested in Cooper Jerpy, too, just because you've hyped him to high heck, and uh, the Beavers do a good job of uh, putting together some pitchers. Last year, we had Christian Chamberlain in that league, another interesting Beaver uh, Beaver arm. So they're, they're a pretty good little program. Will Bednar's returning for the Giants. He'll be back there. He showed a really interesting slider last year, and I skipped right over Christian McGowan with the Phillies. Um, he's Heavy sinker, interesting slider, change up in there too. I'm really interested to see what he can do. He sounds like an up arrow guy in that system. We will move on to the final club. And surprise, it's the Saguaros. This team has Rangers, Royals, Brewers, Reds, and Blue Jays prospects. They do. Say what? So they do. Since, Since you are done trying to distract me, Go ahead and go first. No problem. Less um, than I'm just hoping this team has some more beavers. Uh, Ricky Tiedemann, I think, is Not the name. That, sure. I think he's the name that everyone's probably going to be the most excited about. Obviously, some of the biggest stuff in all of minor league baseball, one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball. Really interesting. Has a lot of um, time to make up. Uh, like you said, he's going to AAA tonight. Interesting to see what the pitch count is, how he's deployed, if it is still like a lot of shorter stints or if he maybe even builds up because uh, he did miss a huge chunk of the season. Um, Zach Maxwell being sort of the other guy here that has huge stuff. Um, one of the hardest throws in the fall league is a great breaking ball. Uh, it's funny enough, Andrew Moore, who's a system mate and a teammate, another hard thrower. There's a lot of interesting arms on this team. C.J. Van Eck, who I saw down, uh, actually pitch against the Yankees, uh, opposing um, Henry Lalane um, down in the uh, uh, the complex uh, back in August. That is so, a very contrasting matchup. Yeah, it is kind of a very contrasting matchup. It's really interesting. I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but he's also – this is actually the hardest – I believe this team has – five of the 10 hardest throwers in the league. Um, This guy is a Rangers prospect, right-handed pitcher uh, out of Hawaii. Say it for me. Is it Anthony Hoopy Tua Natoa? Tua Natoa. Yes, sir. Nice. I got it right. So Anthony Hoopy knew Tua Natoa. He throws pretty hard since like 96, 97. Always had a thing for Bryce Hubbard, man. He's always been good. Uh, the fastball shape is good. He, com- you know, he 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 competes. He's a lot of fun. Um, those, you know, pretty good breaking balls. Kind of interesting to see what what uh, he's up to. You know, if I do have a chance to potentially get out there, uh, would like to catch up with Hubbard. I haven't chatted with him since he was in the Cape in 2021. All things go back to the Cape here. I know it's with you. It's nothing but Cape. Nothing. But I cape. feel like there's so many. I think it's it's like a similar demographic of the people that are uh, littered across fall league rosters. 
and the players that are good on the Cape. Uh, cause they're guys that maybe aren't like first, first rounders, you know, and we're not talking about all the elite guys. It also gives me an opportunity to see like a majority of the college players who get drafted from year to year. So it's a good starting point for me in Barometer. Well, and I left you all the hitters. Well, I, I, I will say that, uh, I mentioned it on Twitter. I think the pitcher I'm most excited to see in this fall league is Zach Maxwell. That name popped up for me when I was trying to do the, 50 guys who popped in spring training story. I didn't put them on the list, and I feel stupid. Uh, two guys who I should have put on the list but didn't, I just didn't have enough information on, were him and new big leaguer Orion Kirkering. So, womp, womp, boom. But I'll get a chance to see Mr. Maxwell here in a couple weeks. I head down on the first. Um, yeah, Ricky Tiedemann, obviously. Uh, be interested to see a little more of Emiliano Teodo. Uh, Jacob Wallace is kind of intriguing. Throws hard. Uh, let's see. Cam Pauley, I have a soft spot for for in the Rangers system. He's kind of intriguing. You know, he's really a twitchy athlete. He can play the heck out of shortstop. Sneaky power. Uh, Gavin Cross needs a little bit of a rebound after a tough start to his pro career. Abimelech Ortiz with the Rangers. Big-time breakout guy with the power. Uh, not the, you know, he's, he's 30-plus home runs. He got LASIK surgery in the offseason to correct his vision, and it's really, really done wonders for him. He's also changed some swing mechanics as well, so he'll be interested to watch. He could, he could sneak up and lead this fall league in home runs if, uh, if we're not careful. Uh, I think those are the guys I'm really excited to see most of all. And I should note, since we talked about the Beavers, this Andrew Moore, not a Beaver. It's not that Andrew Moore. Different one. But, uh, Jeff, any closing thoughts on the Fall League now that we've gone through all six rosters in just about 40 minutes? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know about you, Josh, but uh, I'm ready for a little AFL action. You know, there's nothing better than getting out there for a week, you know, hanging out with some baseball friends, taking mm-hmm. in some great games, and eating some good food. There's a lot of great food in the Phoenix area. Well, there's a lot of grill. There's a lot of Mongolian grill. Blue and, adobo, baby. New Mexican and, food. It was delicious. One thing that's really going to help me this trip or make, make this trip a little more um, fun for me is I'm going out there. I leave on the 1st of October. Start Game start for me the 2nd of October. Uh, I get to double up with Instructs, the last week of Arizona Instructs. So I'll get some of the real babies. Fun. And then during the day and then at night I'll get a fall league game. So I'll get probably fewer fall league games than usual, but I'll supplement it with instructional league game, which is, you know, where you're going to see the, the future fall leaguers. It's going to be a, a vicious cycle of those things. I mean, last year I, I got like yeah. two instructs games and one of them was Jacob Mizierowski versus Justin Robleski, the, uh, the all Polish matchup to close the Dodgers instructional league slate. Uh, some pretty good stuff in that game. Jose DePaula was in that game. Marashendrick Martinus was in that game. Really a, a fun one. So I'm hoping to see a lot more young studs uh, on the various backfields while I'm out there. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I'll be out there for about 12 days. And then I come home, and it's then it's full handbook mode. And that's mostly what we're working on now at BA. There's going to be some more AFL content. Jeff's going to have some data-driven pieces on the fall league which is not surprising 
uh, he's waving his hand like a crazy. So maybe he's, he's, he might not have some data driven pieces. Uh, I'm going to have just a list of guys I'm, I'm excited to see. And if you listen to this podcast, you might have a clue of who I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to write about, but if you don't, well, you're not hearing this and it won't matter. Uh, those are my final thoughts, and I think Jeff gave you his, so it's time to put a bow on this. For Jeff, I'm Josh. Thanks for the download. Bye. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.